some breaking news on the on the new section I just put in. Oh, really? Yeah, breaking news. Last last section, last bit on the news section. Rutland gets a McDonald's. Wait, I've just put that in. What? I put that in already. Where? At the top of the hellos. Oh my god, I didn't even see that. I put that in literally about twenty minutes ago. Tay, synergy. We're Tay. so sick. Welcome to Set Meals, a weekly food show about the moments that surround mealtimes. I'm Samuel Ashton. And I'm Taylor Fawcett. And well, it is well and truly January, guys. London in January. Dreary, blustery, not that cold. It is actually fairly mild. Yeah, but fear not, fellow food eaters, we've got you. And despite our 2020 energy being sat on a firm 92% on account of the weather, there's absolutely no dampening our bloody spirits. Not a chicken's chance. Last week on the pod, we engaged full hashtag veganuary mode, sort of. Yeah, we got our hands on the much-anticipated Rebel Whopper, the UK non-impossible meat version, and it was absolutely as good as a Whopper could be. And, as our pre-production skills fell short, unlike us, we corralled our real-life vegan friend Ian to give us his impressions of the latest vegan offerings from KFC and Greg. Actually, the vegan community are sort of split with this product. This week, we're going to level with you. It's been a slow news week. So, so slow. But do you know what? On a slow news week, do you know what happens? Sack it off. No. No. We dig deep, we pull ourselves up, and we get bloody creative. Before you listen to the actual content this week, we'd ask you to check out our social channels. At Set Meals Podcast. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. As well as following us on Spotify. I think that's how it works there. Let's get into the show. Let's get into it. Here we are then. Nothing's happening, Sam. <sighs> Do you know what? Today it is raining. It's dark. We've both woken up in the middle of the night, it feels. It's it's a very veganuary. <laughs> it's a very veganuary feeling in the studio. It's a very January vibe, isn't it? We're trying to push through it. Every third word is 2020 energy, and we're trying to just really believe it. But I don't know if we do believe it. Do vegans eat pasta? Uh, no, because it's not vegan. That's a shame, that, actually. Uh, what have you been up to? What's uh, happened, if anything? Uh, honestly, in the last seven days, nothing has happened yeah. that has anything to do with food. Yeah. Yesterday, I had two lunches because <laughs> I'm on I'm on a I'm on a big January meal prep. Save some money, eat healthy. I am doing the big January meal prep. It's fucking shit. So boring. What are you going meal prep wise? Are you going full tonk or are you going? No, no I'm not. Trimming? No, I'm n- none. None of the above. Just, just not spending just, a fortune on lunch. Yeah, right, cheap yeah. and relatively healthy. And talk me through your relatively veggie meal prep yesterday. Uh, this week I've done did like a prawn noodle thing. Yeah, which, which disconcertingly vague, but yeah. Well, yeah, it was just prawn noodles and some some a sort of soy chili. That sounds rubbish. Dressing. <laughs> well, it was just, it was a bit tainted. It had quite a lot of fish sauce in it and it leaked all of my girlfriend's bag. And so she oh, yeah. that's so annoying. Yeah. yeah I just, and then I've got taco, sort of taco bowl for today. Sweet potato. Do you know it's just, it's fine. Yeah. It'll do. I, the thing is, with things like that, I'm like, it's not going to be as satisfying as eating a chipotle. No, never. Do you know what I mean? And like, I just, literally just outside here, there was a man carrying his Tupperware to the kitchen to put it in the fridge. And I just thought, there's nothing more fucking miserable than a guy with a Tupperware box. And I am that guy this week. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is bleak. Tupperware it? is shit. My little sister has a, a like an actual phobia of Tupperware. She can't do it. She can't eat really? anything out of it. Can't be near it. Hates it. So, That's so, so the, weird. The last time I went home, we, um, 
made a big like Sunday roast thing. There was loads left over, and so we wanted to bring some back to London. And she was like, "Please take the Tupperware and just take it." Oh my god, that's so odd. I've never ever heard of that before. That's we did, basically, we did go to the cinema this we week. We did go to the cinema. That's the one thing we did do this week. Uh, we went to see 1917 Oscar season. You famously love the Oscar season, and never before have I met a man that gets so excited about the Oscars themselves. Yes, because I, I love the glamour of it. Okay, I'm, I'm a bit of a sucker for like a really famous person. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I don't love that. like celeb. I'm not that arsed. I'm like so not arsed by you're not like, Love Island and shit. Yeah, you're not like E! News. No. But, you're, you, but when they're in that environment, you get Yeah, like when you've when you got like Meryl Streep and Judy Dench sat next to each other. Fascinating. Yeah, it's a big vibe. The, the guy from the Daily Mail, the, uh, I think it was the Daily Mail, or the Sun, the showbiz guy, was getting up in arms about their vegan food they served at the Golden Globe. Oh, I saw that. I did see that. The guy with the really white teeth. Yeah. It's like on a fake Hollywood backdrop a lot of the time, yes. like GMTV or yes, whatever. Yes, exactly that guy. Um, he looks like a bit of a belly. He's a twat. Yeah. But, and, and I'm sorry, but if in 2020 you're having a pop at like, there being no meat on a menu at fucking award yeah. ceremony in Hollywood. You are an absolute maniac. I did really like 1917. 1917 was good. But it was yeah. Very, very, very enjoyable. Do you know what? We went to 1917 with a few friends. It was what, six of us? It's the first time I've been to the cinema in a big group of people since I was about 15. Can I say, right? My girlfriend and I had a conversation after the cinema. I get quite stressed in the cinema. I actually hate the cinema going experience because I love the cinema going experience if it was fucking empty, but I hate the experience when there's just anybody around me. You once said to me, uh, you wished you could go to the cinema by yourself and put your Bluetooth headphones in. Yes. When I went to see Little Women a couple of weeks ago, the two girls next to me, I shit you not, went through minimum three bags of like sweets like mm. Marks and Spencer's big sweets I'm talking chalky raisins like Percy Pigs that kind of shit but like the unbranded chalky raisins which is a bit of shit anyway. and then honestly I reckon they ripped through nine cans of G&T nine N- nine N-I-N-E they're having a great time in the cinema every like 15 <laughs> minutes You've got to be tactical. It's bullshit. Open them all. Put them by your feet or something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Um, what are you getting at the cinema, food-wise? Actually, I, you were late because you were queuing for popcorn. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Fire alarm went off in the cinema. What happened? When does that ever happen? So I had at the cinema, uh, we went to see Little Women up at my girlfriend's house when we were back for Christmas, and I had nachos with a cheese dip. Uh, that's filth. Do you know when you're like, I'm so, so glad I'm eating this in the dark? Honestly, I mean, it tasted amazing. Yeah. But it looked feel. so bad. How bad do you feel after it? How dry were you after it? Well, the, no, because there's quite a lot of, uh, of fairly wet jalapenos on there as well. Okay, fine. And I had a massive Coke on the Mate, side. that zero. food is filthy, innit? But like, there's nothing more satisfying than you're watching Little Women and you're just with fully five by feel. You're finding a jalapeno, you're putting it on the thing, you're dipping it in the cheese sauce. The jeopardy of like... Precariously taking it to your mouth. And then looking down at your End of the cinema, it. credits come up and you're just covered in fucking cheese. <laughs> the one thing worse than that is thinking about the 15-year-old kid who's making all that stuff at the start of the shift and he's like not washed his hands. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, it's just fucking... Going out for a couple of ciggies. Do you know what I mean? Ciggy hands. It's absolutely gross. Um, generally, though... I I am enjoying my cinema going. Uh, can we go and see Parasite? Yes. Well, we spoke about this. Are we going to go and see it? Or are we going to wait for it to become available so we can see it and eat fried chicken at the same time? Yeah, I was wondering whether or not there was some sort of thing we could do with someone like on the bab and we could hit them up and we could just sort of... Mm, do I, private screening. Do sort of private screening. But I don't know if that would be a possibility. Or... Go on. Or we could go to, which I didn't realise was there until this weekend, the Odeon Dine and Lux. Whoa. In Highbury. 
in that new bit where you can eat, you eat a posh meal and you watch cinema. Watch the cinema, you watch film at the same time. Really? Yeah. Where in Highbury is that? Uh, you know... <clears throat> Holloway Road? No, no, no. Like Angel. Angel, oh, sorry. that's View though, no? No, no, no. For, past View. There's like a new little arcade bit. Red. It's all red. It's really modern. Really? Yeah, it's called... I can't remember what it's called. Wow. Uh, and then you go around the back. There's a Shit. borough kitchen shop there. And then you go around the back and there's an Odeon Diner Lux, which is like an American-style cinema. When I went to Florida about four... Oh, God. 15 years ago? Six years ago. Five five years ago? We old, baby. 2020. 2020 uh, energy. We creaking. You're 30 this year. Fuck off, please. Uh, we went to an eating cinema and it was But I always hilarious. imagine the films they're going to show in those things are really shit. No, it's just the normal normal, normal programming. But oh. then they just bring you... They they come down during the adverts and take your order. Oh, and then, if I could watch Parasite whilst eating some fucking Korean fried chicken. Oh, I was presented I with about 15 loaded potato skins. Mate. Uh, on the topic of chicken, Korean chicken, I know we've gone past that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, yeah, but this week apparently there's absolutely no structure sh- or anything. So. Um, I'm thinking about buying an X battery hen. I'm moving house soon, and I've got a garden for the first time. Uh, okay. I saw on Snack Bar's Instagram story yesterday that they were talking about their hackney hens. They had hens, and I thought, fuck, hens. That's a good idea. So I went. On, I googled it. I messaged, DM'd them, and I was like, how much admin is it to keep a hen? And they were like, it, they shit a lot. It's like a lot of cleaning the poo, basically. And also, like, hen poo. I imagine hen poo is rank, right? Mm. Which is fine, which is fine. But then I Googled it, and there's, like, full companies that, like, rehouse ex-battery hens that have had shit lives for, like, the first, like, fucking eight years of their life. They've just like been, PTSD like... chickens. Honestly. Hens. And the, the, the bio is, like, there's a picture of a hen laying on its back in, like, this dust hole and it looks dead it looks ill and the, the the bio is like buttercup may look sad but she's the happiest she's ever been rolling around in her first dust bath this is the first time she's ever been outside in her entire life and i was like that's quite sad isn't it it is sad you don't care I, well i just i find chicken i find chickens hard to i don't hard to love yeah, I don't think any animal should be treated badly. No, that's but the I, point. But I, and I do like the idea of having this like happy little hen running around in the garden. But bottom of the garden, do this also, thing. Sam. What? It's oh. going to last like three days and it's going to get eaten by a fox, mate. Mm, that's a shame, isn't it? Having a constant supply of eggs would be be great, wouldn't it? Wonderful. Yeah. Imagine like three eggs a day. Do they do three eggs a day? How many how many eggs do hens get out? Chicken run was like one a day. One a day. Just a flashback to last week's pod. Mm. We got a DM uh, from a listener. Sorry, I'm just sifting through all of our DMs. It's a very popular account. Might be here for a while. We got a DM from Christian Taylor 90 on uh, Instagram. Mm. Uh, Christian, what's he got to say for himself? On account of our Indian veg visit. Ha! Ha! Used to go there... (laughs) (laughs) Ha! Used to go there as a kid, and also remember when it got shut down instantly and turned into a hazmat building a few years ago for a Dutch cockroach infestation. So that made me feel good about Indian veg. Uh, Dutch cockroaches. Don't know what they are, but they sounded mean. We're sure dirty. (laughs) Oh, dirty. We've been told off for doing accents before. Yeah, fuck it though. Don't smoke me out. Don't smoke me. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing on the news section that is absolutely insane this week, by the way. Um, Rutland. One word. Hashtag Rutland is fucking booting off. This is so Brexit, by the way, this story. 
It's so fucking Brexit. Yeah, even the screenshot of it that I have is from the sun. Go on, describe. Well, basically, McDonald's have completed it. Front page of the Rutland Times. Christ. Uh, for those people that don't know, Rutland is a county in England. Mm-hmm. And it is the last county in England to have a McDonald's approved to be built there. It's a big day in Which Rutland. means that McDonald's have finally completed their monopolization of this country. Imagine the chat in the, uh, in the Rutland co-op this morning. Oh, imagine how much chat's going on there. Well, because there'll be a lot of copies by the till of the Rutland Times, which on the front is a huge Golden Arches M, mm-hmm. and it just says McD Day. <laughs> so Brexit! It's so good. The it. only county without a McDonald's <laughs> could be about to get one. Planners say councillors should approve plans at meeting on Tuesday. Full story on page four. Didn't even make page one. Page four. Right, that rounds up the news section. Sorry it's a bit sporadic this week, but like we said, it's been a slow week. Um... Yeah, let's get onto the let's get onto the restaurant section. Let's pretend it never happened. You're lucky the news section isn't being served to you in a Tupperware box, quite frankly. I've just messaged uh, my pal Brendan because he's the guy who told me about this place originally. Yeah. And when I voice noted him, his response was, "When I went, they were out of everything, so I haven't actually eaten there." <laughs> So, but he did say we should get one of all the meats or try all the meat and get the char siu. Yes. Um, I mean, when I just walked past and put my bike outside, yeah. there were people eating in there, so. So I assume that's then free meat, free meat combo. And char siu bao? Is that what he means? I don't know. Oh, yeah, okay. Three meats and rice. Why don't we get... Thank you. Or does he mean the chart? Just make sure you get the barbecue pork as the one of the meats. Yeah, I don't really know, to be honest. I don't think he means the char siu bao. Restaurant section this week. Oh, it's a restaurant section. Oh, we gone, we gone lunch restaurant section this week. Is there anywhere less enjoyable to be than Liverpool Street on a lunchtime Tuesday... January, London. No, no. no. There is, no. Uh, 12 Devonshire Row, Three Uncles. It's a Cantonese-style roast meats place. Like, very classic in its kind of offering, but yes. also not very classic in, ha- in it how it's kind of presented. Or where it is. Or where it is. In central London, especially Chinatown, obviously, mm-hmm. these are a dime a dozen. Yes, correct. But not in, not in East. Not in East or Liverpool Street East, where it's more common you would see your Eats and your Pretz and your KFCs oh, and yeah, your cha- chains. Big Chains yeah. and your Leons and all that sort of stuff. It's tucked away on Devonshire Row, just off Liverpool Street. They were trying to open a place in Holloway Road, um, a second location, but I think planning permission is... It's definitely scuppered, whether it's fallen through altogether, I don't know. Um, but they're trying to open a second location as we speak. Uh, it was started by Chung Yu, Put Sing Sang, and Mo Kwok, also known as Uncles Lim, Sydney, and Mo, respectively. So the main focus of Three Uncles is their roasted meats. Cantonese-style roasted crispy pork belly, barbecue pork collar, roast duck, and chicken. We didn't actually get the chicken, we opted against the chicken because we thought we're going to go pork and duck because they're more exciting. However, things I read online after the fact on infatuation and the times and all that sort of stuff were saying the chicken was amazing. So now I feel yeah, fucking guilty. Well, it will just give us an excuse to go back. Yeah, you're right. Because also, I just chicken doesn't excite me when yeah. there are other things on offer. Hi, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. 
Good, yeah, good, thank you. Um, can I get the three meat blocks with um, the barbecue pork, the belly pork, and the duck, please? And then uh, some wontons. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, and the mushroom and pak choy bao as well. Just one, please. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, eat in. It was pretty low key, wasn't it? It was pretty like canteen style, stripped back, all very modern, like nicely yeah. finished. It had the like expected elements of a Cantonese meats yeah. place, which was ducks and chickens hanging up in a mm. sort of hot counter on show, uh, and just like pots of chopsticks, mm-hmm. and that was basically it. Yeah. But it felt very modern. Yeah, ultra modern. They had like little like red neons. It's so modern, actually, that I was expecting it to be run by like a couple of guys from Hackney. Yeah, like do you, like yeah, yeah which, I which I don't. I'm not necessarily saying is a bad thing because I'm all for people opening. Mm-hmm. You know, every fucking taco yeah, yeah. place in London is of run by white people. But the branding and the whole presence. Yeah, of it, it I was really expecting it to be. It's either one or the other. Usually, yeah. I mean, as far as I could tell. Seemed like a very authentic offering. Yeah, it was sick. It was really good. Yeah, uh, the the um the ambience of the restaurant was heightened for me because it was a very wet and cold day, and all the windows had steamed up. You know, there's condensation running down the windows, and it just feels quite real and atmospheric. And also, there were people coming in and ordering in. I, I presume Cantonese or Mandarin. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell the difference because uh-huh. you know I don't speak either of them. Correct. But actually, ordering in one of the Chinese languages, mm-hmm. which just made me think. This place is obviously good. Yeah. Like you, they've not just opened it for like people that work in the city mm-hmm. to just come in and and yeah. you know. There was a Vietnamese basically like a a, a version of prayer, like a, like a one off, just like grab and go lunch spot, or all Vietnamese style food um, that opened years ago, like Finsbury Square. And I remember thinking, oh, this could be good. Like it was eight, this was years ago. It was like five years ago, and it was just like really shit, mm. just like completely just like ripping off, and it's like really shit versions of Vietnamese food basically and that's like how not to do it but they've gone yeah, the complete this way, other way it's not a re- it's, it feels at the same time totally authentic but like uh, a really good example of like keeping up with the times thank you very much thank you one ton there which look absolutely lit Thank you very much. Looks great. Thanks. We're going to do this. We need to do it like this. It needs to look and feel a certain way. Yeah. It needs to be of a certain quality. I know they, they, they get all their, um, I think they get all their meat from an, a farm and island. So everything's like lo- relatively locally sourced. Mm-hmm. And pricing was good, actually. Pricing was decent. Like, the th- and nothing was over a tenner. No. It's a weird one because it sits in that in that weird space between not being like a five quid grab and go lunch, but also not being a restaurant, like yeah. a fully fledged restaurant. I actually, so do you know what? I actually feel like the five pound grab and go lunch is a bit of a myth. Yeah, you are right. Because because if, if you're thinking of things like, I use Pret as the example again, because Pret's the easy one, right? Like when are you only spending five in Pret? It never yeah. happens. No. Like we got the three meat box with, like we say, with, a, with the, the two porks and the duck, which came with rice and a little chili kind of dip. Chili vinegar, I think. Chili it was. vinegar, and also a little bit of pak choy in there. Yes, and then we got um, some wontons, mm-hmm. which in were chili oil. in chi- in chili. I think a similar like chili vinegary oil. They were fucking delicious. I could have honestly just just keep those coming. Mm-hmm. They were unreal, especially on, like in cold weather. Yeah. Talking about cold weather food, 
they're an absolute touch. Uh, and what else do we get? Uh, some mushroom and pak choy um, steamed bu- steam bun. Steam buns. Two steam buns. Which are also delightful. Yeah. A good good level of stodge mm-hmm. to steam bun. Wontons are quite light. And we actually shared the, th- the three meat box. You'd eaten lunch before. That's why. Good amount of food. Came up at like 19 quid. And it was like... Yeah. A good, a good lunch. A good lunch. Yeah, you could definitely, you definitely eat in there for less than a tenner. Um, my favourite part of the entire experience was the lovely lady behind the counter, Janet, who isn't one of the uncles. I was taking pictures uh, with my obnoxious flash, and uh, she, she, <laughs> we just finished, and she came over to kind of like I think half clear our stuff away, but half just like have a little nosy. Yeah, well, I was sat facing the counter, and at one point when there was no one. Uh, buying any food they were all staring at you oh really trying to figure out what was going on oh really she came over and like shook my hand and said hello and like introduced herself and stuff and then she did the same to you and then i told her that we were like recording something and is it all right for take can take some pictures already was and um she was like so chill yeah, like genuinely curious, not not like what are you doing. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, what are you guys up to?" Yeah. Like genuinely interested and like didn't see us as a a, a, a nuisance. Yeah, it's weird how many restaurant owners think we're like taking a picture in your space is is a nuisance though. Yeah, like, I I don't know. Sometimes I think you know people work really hard to create an atmosphere and then yeah, okay, flashing fair. away. But I I still don't think it warrants the. Uh, sometimes aggression of people to yeah. be like can you guys stop or what you, do you know what yeah, I mean yeah. cuz ultimately as as we've learned from the many complaints that from well certainly our friends we generally tend to only review places cuz we like them mm-hmm. cuz also who wants to go and eat a bad meal yeah exactly but like it's annoying that people don't give you the chance to be like oh we're actually doing this food podcast and we're just talking about how great your restaurant is yeah, but yeah, now right. we can't take any do you yeah, know what I mean I, yeah for sure i don't know she uh she hugged me yeah, you got a full cuddle. I got a full cuddle. She was lovely. She was lovely and smiley. It was it was nice. It left a those interactions when you go to places is like that's what it's all about. Mm. It's fucking so nice. Just that, like meeting people and just chatting to people and just like shooting the shit and then just like having an actual bit of a, like a moment. It's nice. It's a nice, it's a nice thing. It is enough for me to go home and like say to my girlfriend, "Oh, I went to this sick place today." Hundred percent. And they were really friendly. I actually didn't tell her that we went there yesterday because I had two lunch. I didn't want to tell her two lunches. Yeah. I don't know the two-lunch guy. Fair. Well, you are. And now it's out there on the internet. Yeah, but she doesn't listen to this, so... Fair. I would highly recommend Three Uncles. Yeah. It's great because it's so close to the station that if you ever find yourself going to Liverpool Street for any reason, mm-hmm. or if you work around there or whatever, it's it's so quick to get to and it's yeah. tucked away, so it's not... It wasn't... I was surprised at how... It was certainly busy, but it wasn't crazy. Yeah. I, I, we, I kind of hope... agree, we kind of agreed, didn't we, that January didn't help. No. And I hope that they don't get on the Deliveroo... Yeah, that's true, actually. Thing because yeah. I do think that ru- that does ruin rest- not ruin restaurants, but it certainly has an impact. Every time I've been to Beer and Burger since they've been s- super big on Deliveroo, yeah. the in-house service Terrible. is slower. 
Yeah, it's not, not bad. It, it used to be, be really quick, and, and it's just sometimes I feel like they prioritise that, which is fair enough because they're obviously making a shitload of money from it. But they are, but they're not though, because it doesn't take like a thirty percent cut of everything. Mm. But I guess the volume. How long is it? Do you think until restaurants have been built to completely accommodate that? Well, they are. They they have those like satellite kitchens now, don't they? No, but I mean, but I mean. If you can't open, like, how how long until every single restaurant has, like, a delivery, like, window? Oh, right. Or, like, a back entrance or yeah, something. I don't know. Because yeah. it, it's it's such a fucking shitter on people who sat in the restaurant and being, like, pushed past with, like, a guy with a big backpack on his fucking mm. back. It's dead. But, yeah, I, I agree. I, I would hope that they um, maintain that kind of, like, cosy, welcoming... Customer friendly vibe. Yeah, it's a huge vibe. If you if you are gonna if you are gonna go go there, try and go there in the in the winter because I feel like it's definitely a wintry big time spot. It's a little treat. It's a good like Friday afternoon lunch mm. vibe. Yeah. Uh, thank you to the lovely people at Three Uncles. None of the uncles were there. None of the uncles, only aunties. Bit I don't know if I can say that, and that might be disrespectful. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Uh, they were all lovely anyway. We mean no disrespect. We come in peace. Uh, go and check out Three Uncles on Instagram at three dot uncles. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, if you're on the app anyway, why not? At Set Meals Podcast, and we will be back next week for the pasta episode. That's the plan. The big pasta episode. Taylor got a pasta maker for Christmas. (laughs) Someone's been making a lot of pasta. See you next week. See you then. is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. Abuse of Power is a new podcast that examines the ways the United States legal system has been used to take advantage of the very people that it's supposed to protect. I've been incarcerated in 31 years for a homicide and robbery I did not commit. He said, I know that you're lying and you just need to confess. I wondered how the hell did I get in this situation? The state does not want to admit that they executed an innocent man. Subscribe to Abuse of Power on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.